Hey, and welcome to the Love More, Live Bless podcast, where I am totally convinced that creating a positive, safe, and fun family environment can produce a nature of love, happier families, and can ultimately change the world. I am an eternal optimist at heart, and I feel like understanding positivity is one thing, but sometimes applying positivity to everyday life can feel like another. This is why I'm reaching out to you three days a week with new episodes to help you and me remember what matters most. As moms, it's us, how we care for ourselves and how we treat and love others. I believe taking care of ourselves will help us take care of our families in a richer way. I'm your host, Crystal Mendez, and I'll be here each week providing practical ways you can infuse positivity into your own life and helping you create a life you love. Hey guys, welcome back to the Love More Live Bless podcast. I'm Crystal, and today we're talking about seven more ways to be a happy mom. I know as a mom, I try to be positive, but my nature is more strict. I grew up in a stricter household, and I like things done a certain way, which when you have three kids, everything is totally not going to be my way, and I'm okay with that. Now, it took a long time to get to that point, but my post, um, seven ways to be a happy mom and seven easy ways to be a positive mom, those are one of, those are two of the most popular posts on my blog, and I know that a lot of you moms out there try to reach that, you know, positive, happy mom, and sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes there's things going on at work or in other parts of our lives that kind of follow through in our parenting, you know, we'll be irritated about something at work or something with our husbands or partners or whatever, and that crabbiness doesn't go away. And it you know, seeps through in our, into our parenting. And that it happens and it's okay. But as long as you recognize that it's happening and try to stop doing that, I think that's better. So I wrote another blog post. It's called Seven More Ways to Be a Happy Mom. And I want to share it with you today. The first way is focus on the positive. The only way to be a positive mom is to be a positive person. Negativity, yelling, screaming, it's going to erode the relationship with your child. I've learned this lesson many, many times. Sometimes I come across very bluntly with my kids or even too strict. My husband's favorite saying is, you'll catch more bees with honey than you will with vinegar. It's really annoying when he says that to me because usually I'm like at my wit's end and I'm super annoying and or super annoyed and cranky and then he'll say it and I know he's right, but I still don't want to hear it. But anyways, <laughs> this saying is true with parenting too. I find my kids respond better to me when I can give them direction from a calm, focused state of mind instead of the mad mom state of mind. This means when I'm mad at something they've done, I won't confront it right away. I try and wait until I can be calmer and less emotional about the situation. I am not perfect. I don't always do this 100% of the time, but now lately I found that if I'm if I can remove myself from the situation that I'm annoyed about with the kids, I can respond in a more positive way later. As long as it's not a big emergency, which, you know, sometimes my mind blows things up and makes it seem like it. But 99% of the time, they're not 
getting into any trouble. They're not harming themselves. It's just annoyances. So I don't need to respond to them in a mad mom sort of way. Another way you can be positive is by always encouraging your kids. Notice when they're doing something right, tell them how happy you are to be their mom and always be the number one person your kids can go to. So, um, I was going to, I'm leading into this next one. Okay. So the next one is spend one-on-one time together. So it's easy to forget that our children need one-on-one time with us on a regular basis. It's kind of hard to get that one-on-one time when you've got three kids and maybe you're the only caregiver at home most of the day. So um, you can try to plan dates such as playing basketball together, grabbing a burger or going to the movies while another parent stays home or you get a sitter or you switch off with another mom or aunts or cousins or, you know, whoever you can reach out to for help. Um, If you're short on time, it can be as simple as spending 10 minutes chatting together before bedtime each night. So that's actually one of my favorite things that I started doing is every night, you know, they, they, the kids have to lay down at 730. I have a kindergartner and a sixth grader and a seventh grader. So by 730, they have to be in their room and they can read for a little bit. Or they can go to bed. Most of the time, my kids are so tired, they just go to bed at 7.30. Um, The kindergartner, she can stay up super late, so it takes a little longer for her. But my kids are most of the time in bed by 7.30, and I will go in and kind of just hug them or talk to them individually in their rooms um, just for a little bit and just to see, you know, if it makes a difference. And I think it does. My son recently told me something about a friend, which last year he had a friend and I wondered what was the falling out. And cause all of a sudden they just weren't friends anymore. And I really liked the kid. And then, so this year he finally opened up and told me more about what happened. And he said, I just didn't tell you last year. because I didn't want you to freak out or I didn't want to get punished or something like that. And I'm just like, Oh, I would have liked to know that last year when I could have encouraged him about it, given him direction about it instead of this year when there's still no friendship between them. So being present with them before bed, they're more likely to tell me things. Um, It's more of like a loving, you know, we're not doing anything. We're just being together. And I really, really like that. So you should try that out. This is my first time doing it. I really didn't do a bedtime routine besides like cleaning, cooking, you know, cooking, cleaning after school, homework is done, running around errands, or I would work at night and then telling them good night. I love you. And that's it. So this is a nice change for us. Um, Another way to be a more positive parent, a happy mom is don't sweat the small stuff. Try not to be a parent who overreacts to everything, as this will slowly but surely cut away at the strong relationship you have with your child. When you are tempted to yell, breathe deeply, count to 10. More more times than not, you'll realize the issue is not worth damaging your relationship over. Another way, give your child love. Every child has a different means of expressing their love, and this correlates directly to how they like to receive it. So I actually did a breakdown of lung, lung, love languages for kids on the podcast. So you can find it in a couple episodes back. I'm not really sure what episode 
those love languages, but it's broken down into two parts. Um, just for example, like my kindergartner, she loves buying things. I remember taking her to the store at the Dollar Dollar General. We walked in, we walked out, and she freaked out on me and said I didn't love her because I didn't buy her anything. So her link, the way she feels loved is when we buy, buy her things. And, um, but you can, if you have older kids, you can have them actually take the test online and you can find it in, if you probably, if you just search love languages, kids, you can find it on there. So I'm trying to find you guys the episode for the love languages that I did, I believe. Oh, here they are. Um, episode 15 and 17 are love languages for kids. So some children need to spend lots of time with their parents while others are built up when they receive an encouraging note from you. Find your child's specific way of receiving love and make a point of regularly giving them love. This builds a strong relationship between you and your child. Uh, Be trustworthy. If you want a close relationship with your child, you must be trustworthy. Keep your promises and show your kids they can count on you for anything that they need. Do your best never to betray that trust. So it is so important when you have teenagers, if they're starting to confide in you, do not betray that trust. I can remember like never wanting to talk to my mom when I was a teenager because I didn't trust that she wouldn't say my secret or whatever I was thinking of to, you know, the rest of the family. And that's really bad, you know, like I don't want my kids to think that I'm going to go blab things, Um, especially my stepdaughter. She is a sixth grader and I don't want her to, you know, I don't want her to think that she cannot trust me with her thoughts and feelings and secrets, especially at a time right now when she's going through puberty and, you know, all these feelings change. So I definitely do my best to keep her, you know, her trust as much as possible and my other kids too. But it's super important to keep that trust and make sure that your kids know that you're not going to make fun of them, you know, for, for something that they think is serious. It might not be serious to us because we've been there, done that and realized that you get out the other side and there's so much more (laughs) to life than being a teenager, but just try not to betray that trust because it can take years and years and years to build that trust back up. Okay. And moving on, watch your words. Another aspect of trust is using your words wisely as a parent. What seems like one small put down or insult can really harm a child's self-esteem and can negatively affect your relationship for years to come. So just try to have everything that comes from your mouth be encouraging and use your words to build up your child to become a strong and confident individual. Another another way to be a happy and positive mom is be available on their time schedule. Your children your children may not pick the most convenient time to engage in a conversation, but you should be a willing participant no matter when it is. Um I don't know, but I felt like last year I was literally just a driver for my kids driving them back and forth to school and doing that whole pickup instead of really using that pickup and drop off time as a moment to connect with them, ask questions about their day. I felt like it was more of a chore and an interruption of my day. So this year, I'm really turning that around. Instead of having my older kids take a bus in the morning, I'd rather have them home for that extra hour in the morning so I can see them. And I drive them to school along with the kindergartner. And we have a little bit more time to connect every morning. And so that is good. So instead of resenting 
um, when your kids, you know, open up at the wrong, at the wrong time, which is like maybe like right before bed or when you're busy, work a time to chat into their bedtime routine so they can count on having those moments together on a nightly basis. Building a relationship with your child comes naturally, but it's not always easy. With these tips, you can find many ways to nurture the relationship that you value. So I hope you enjoyed these tips on how to be a happier, more positive mom. I definitely have a lot more positivity information at the blog. It's lovemorelivebless.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. The, the, my handle is at lovemore underscore liveblessed. And you'll get daily positivity in my stories. And I will be back on Friday with a brand new episode.